Chapter Eighteen of Psalm Battle Stories by Alec John Dawson. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Eighteen: The South African among all the laughing smoking chatting cheery thousands of wounded men one has seen land in england from the front i have met one who was sad this was a south african company commander who landed with shrapnel wounds in hip and ankle it required some perseverance on my part to obtain any information at all from captain t but the striking difference between his mood and that of all those round him impressed me and i am glad i did eventually fathom the reasons of it apart from their general human interest they throw a notable light on the relations existing between the officers and other ranks in our south african units the sector of new line that captain t's company held northeast of blank was most furiously counter-attacked by the huns after an intense bombardment the third and fourth and fifth waves of the attack were broken by the company's trench fire which included lewis guns handled to the best possible advantage but still the boches came streaming on and accordingly the company rose out of their shallow trench and rushed forward a bit to welcome the invader having learned on more than one occasion during the preceding week just how little the hun likes the steel in that advance captain t was struck down as he lay helpless on the ground he saw plainly that the enemy's charge was broken and he ordered his company back to their trench to save casualties he yelled to his men to get back and he sent a young lance corporal who had only earned his stripe during that same week to ram the order home so the defenders began to stream back unevenly as the word reached them just then captain Blank saw two things he saw four straggling boches approaching him where he lay and he saw the young lance corporal whose rifle had been smashed earlier on deliberately returning to him from the direction of the trench the boches had doubtless recognized his uniform and were anxious to kill or capture a captain the young lance corporal was coming on slowly and steadily like a man drawn irresistibly by some kind of fascination get back to the trench man get back shouted the captain one of the boches dropped on his knee to fire the lance corporal came steadily on go back shouted the captain as sternly as he could do you hear me corporal that's an order go back or i'll put you under arrest damn you go back the kneeling Bosch fired twice and missed. The Lance Corporal, no more than a boy in years, looked back and forward. He had his orders, and was a well-disciplined good lad. It was as though the sharp order had placed weights about his feet. So he swayed. Then he gave one look at his captain. You know the way your favorite dog looks at you if you order him back home, when perhaps you've a gun under your arm? and in defiance of the discipline which made an order tug at his feet the boy strode on again towards his captain glancing from the boches to his officer as though measuring his chances the captain managed to level his revolver it was worth a bluff to try and get the fellow back by god corporal i'll put a bullet through you if you don't go back 
and at that the lance corporal broke into a run but towards the fallen officer not the trench he fell with a bullet through his heart within three paces of his captain two boches were on their knees firing at him then the other two were advancing crouchingly on the captain the captain had not yet used a round from his revolver so he turned that now on the advancing boches but at that moment a lewis gun in our own trench firing pretty high opened on that bit of no man's land the incident had been seen evidently the fire was too high to hurt any one really but the gunners feared to hit their own officer but the boches did not understand that their own gunners are a good deal less particular so they turned tail and ran hard for their own trenches while the captain having emptied his revolver at them lost consciousness and knew nothing more of the business till he found himself in our own trench dressing-station and now captain Blank finds it sadly hard to forget the solemn puzzled face of the young lance corporal who so deliberately elected to give up his life for his officer but i told the captain he must be very proud of that young lance corporal not sad about him there have been many such noble deaths among the men of the new army and the bulk of them are in no way recorded by mortal scribes in other days when our fighting has been always on a much smaller less intense scale it was possible to record a larger proportion of the heroic deeds done but as a r a m c officer with whom i talked of this particular incident after the wounded captain's train had started on its northern journey said i think it's up to us as a nation to take care that none of these sacrifices is wasted three parts of them will have no other record but if the people choose they can make the nation's future the best possible sort of record and the best sort of tribute and acknowledgment too all the nation has to do is to carry on right through in the same spirit that these chaps gave up their lives End of chapter 18